This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Uh, Still to come, I want to know what you think about whether Toronto should ban plastic bags. Your calls are welcome now. 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. You may have heard yesterday on Zoomer Radio News that Montreal has banned plastic shopping bags, an idea that got squashed here in Toronto more than five years ago. Montreal becomes the first major Canadian city to ban plastic grocery bags, but it appears others are following suit. Victoria's ban is to go into effect in July, and there is talk in Winnipeg and Vancouver about doing the same. The rationale rationale is simple. Plastic bags are infamous, non-biodegradable sources of pollution. Although they will eventually break down into tiny pieces, scientists believe this process can take hundreds of years or even up to a century in landfills. Many scientists are growing particularly concerned about plastic pollution in the oceans. Research suggests that 5 million to 12 million metric tons of plastic may have been dumped in the ocean in 2010 alone. There, the waste is frequently eaten by seabirds and other marine animals, Or it breaks down into tiny pieces known as microplastics, which scientists believe can be harmful or even toxic to sea creatures who ingest it. Joining us to discuss this issue is John Mascaren, lawyer for and member of the Municipal and Land Use Planning Group. Welcome, John. Hello, Jane. And Toronto City Councillor Mike Layton of Ward 19 Trinity Spadina. Mike, thanks for joining us. Good morning, Jane. John, I'll start with you. Why were Montreal councillors able to pass a ban that couldn't get passed here in Toronto five years ago? Well, uh, there's probably all sorts of reasons uh, that uh, Montreal uh, managed to get it through this time. My understanding is that last time there was a report uh, done by the general manager of Solid Waste Management Services that recommended a whole host of things to do to hit uh, part of the the city's target uh, to divert um, its waste from landfill and reduce the impact of litter in the local uh, community in Toronto. Uh, and plastic bag ban was one of them. But I understand that there was a, a strong lobbying effort put up uh, by certain groups who challenged the legal validity of the city proceeding with that ban. I have no idea what's happened in Montreal or whether they have different legal advice there. Uh, Certainly have different legislation. Uh, Here in Toronto, the City of Toronto would be governed by the City of Toronto Act. It's a standalone statute that governs the City of Toronto. Uh, Montreal is governed by the Cities and Towns Act, uh, provincial legislation that covers all municipalities in Quebec. And my understanding is that they proceeded under the health, safety, and well-being 
overseeing uh, provisions of that statute uh, to uh, put in place their plastic ban bag. Councillor Layton, maybe you can take us back. I, I did come, uh, I printed up an article from November 28, 2012, uh, to relive what happened in council uh, back then and why the ban was voted down. And it does appear that there were a pair of legal challenges, one from the Ontario Convenience Stores Association and the other from the Canadian Plastic Bag Association. And ultimately, it went down 38 to 7. Uh, Is this something that can be revisited or is it a dead issue in Toronto because of those types of challenges? So, Jane, I think it is. And I'll flashback. I'll tell you why, because the ban was actually supported by city council first. Council passed the ban. Uh, it was actually a a, um, a strengthening of our plastic uh, plastic bag fee that has since now taken off cross country. Um, we we then turned to saying, why don't we take a, a, a stronger approach um, and uh, and 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 provide a full ban. Now, the the legal challenges, though, the basis of them weren't necessarily that we didn't have the power, but that we went about doing it the wrong way. We didn't consult appropriately on the bylaw because we passed it without uh, bringing to the public this notion that uh, that city council was debating a ban because we were actually debating a fee at that time. It was brought forward by uh, then uh, Mayor Rob Ford, uh, whether or not we should revisit that fee. And in fact, council went one further, uh, which he certainly didn't expect. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then the legal challenges were that the we didn't do really our due diligence to bring to the public a proposal of the fee and then and then pass it. So when when the advice came back that that was the case, uh, council determined that uh, uh, that we, that we shouldn't proceed. Uh, now council decisions uh, can be revisited when there is for two reasons. One is when there's new information, or B once a year passes by. So we certainly have an opportunity to look at what's going on across the country and evaluate whether or not it's a it's a direction the city of Toronto should take. I should note, though, that uh, that that in in my read of what Montreal was debating, uh, one it it's the environmental impact. Sure, uh, there there is a very significant environmental impact of the production of plastic bags and their disposal. There was also the notion notion of litter. It's not all plastic bags that are banned. Mm-hmm. It's plastic bags of a certain gauge of a certain thickness that have a habit of only being used once, um, as well as uh, blowing away in the breeze. And so there was this notion that there's a municipal response responsibility because of the litter that's generated by plastic bags. And when you walk through a park and you see plastic bags hanging on tree branches, you got to wonder, what, what can we do to stop that? And this is one of those things. Now, finally, what, what is also banned in Montreal, which I found very interesting, is the uh, is some of the compostable plastic bags, yes. the ones that break down quicker. And that's because our municipal systems aren't able, like while they break down a little faster, our recycling systems are, are actually uh, are unable to accommodate those bags. And so what Montreal was attempting to do was to challenge industry to come up with something that works for municipalities rather than against municipalities, because what they're actually doing, it's, it's costing us more money to, uh, to, to dispose and to treat waste as it comes out of the municipal stream, as it's collected from people's homes. And, and really what we need to be doing is challenging industry as we put in regulations to come up with those solutions, those cost-effective dis- solutions rather than just the uh, age-old solution that's just shovel it into a landfill or an incinerator. Well, we have a microcosm of public opinion here on Zoomer Radio for you today. A lineup of calls already on whether 
uh, you think Toronto should ban some or all plastic grocery bags. Let's go to Louise in Toronto. What do you say, Louise? Oh, hi. Um, what I wanted to say is uh, many will remember Dennis Miller, our former mayor's going away gift to uh, Toronto taxpayers, was to impose this five cents uh, a bag for the plastic bags. And it was up to the discretion of stores whether they would donate it to a charity or right. to whatever. Mm-hmm. Now it's become such a huge moneymaker at checkout. The first question that you're asked before even hello is how many bags do you need? Mm-hmm. So I think we can see that this has become a real moneymaker for stores. And if we were really, if city council were really serious about the plastic bags and the plastic bottles that are all non-biogradable, that they would have um, uh, had a law banning the production of this type of plastic right at the source. So go to the manufacturers and say you have two years uh, to wind down your production of plastic bags and that's the end of the story. So once then it doesn't even reach uh, the general market, it stopped right at the production. And I think that's that's what I would like to say about Louise, that. Louise, thank you for your comment. Uh, John Mascaren, what do you have to say about it? Sounds like a good idea to me. Uh, it sounds like an excellent idea, and th- that's what was unfortunate with this. When with the rollback of the uh, of the payment per uh, per bag, that was actually going to go back into the city coffers to pay for some of the environmental well being of the city. It seemed to be out there, and now uh, merchants could go and continue to charge. And uh, I was just told by someone yesterday that uh, you know that they're always uh, not. Uh, not paying the fee, not not using the bag, but going to their counterparts in other regions of the GTA, not Toronto, that there are no charges for it. My mother-in-law, for instance, always asks for my plastic bags because I'm up in York region and don't have to pay for them. Ah, very good. Um, now, M- Councillor Layton, many people will argue uh, that they use their grocery bags as liner for their wet waste and that they're, you know, doing their best to reuse them for this purpose. Uh, so uh, you may get some opposition as a result of the practicality of these bags. Sure. sure. I, I would just offer one correction. I, the, the city never collected the money. No, they, the, that's the, right. The cost. It never came back to the city coffers because of the complexity of actually collecting. It would have just been far beyond the cost of, uh, of the money that, that would be brought in. And that wasn't the point, right? Our point is not to, it, it, using a fee like this wasn't to penalize people. It was to, in fact, encourage a different form of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of getting your groceries home. Um, I should also say that yeah, the caller was, uh, it was quite right. That that's, in fact, the direction that Montreal took but I'd say they didn't quite go all the way, mm-hmm. is to say you can't produce this kind of plastic bag. You can produce a thicker, a better quality, a reusable plastic bag that someone might be able to use one or two times. But everyone will remember in the last 10 years, we've gone from plastic bags that were good as liners to plastic bags that you wouldn't put in your your your, your green bin because they always had a hole in them. That's right. You have um, to put two or three. And I think we can all agree those those those. That that density, that thickness of bag, isn't serving anyone any good, and that's that's more of the direction that Montreal took. Montreal also said that if you want to sell a thicker gauge plastic bag, you can, and it's not a, a, an enormously thick plastic bag. Kind of, it's kind of the better ones you get when you go to a good grocery store. They pack your stuff up in a little bit better bag. Um, th- that that's how far they've gone. 
So they've essentially done what the previous uh, caller had suggested. Now, with respect to wet waste, we're get, we've changed the way we collect waste in our households a whole lot in the last 100 years, even the last 10 years when we went from just having one green, green bag that everything went in to now three different systems. Uh, and we, we are able to remove some of the plastic of the liners that people use in, in their organic waste, but we're not able to remove all of it. So that's still a large quantity of plastic ending up in the landfill. And if you read the, um, the little notice and, and manual that came out with the large green bins when they hit the streets of Toronto in the last, uh, in the last year, in the last year and a half, um, it actually said, you know what, we should, you shouldn't be using that much plastic in your green bin. What you should be using is using the household bin without a liner and emptying it into uh, your, your green bin or using, they have these paper, these thicker paper liners that people use in their, the top of their uh, counter and they put their, their food waste in. Using stuff like that because then you're actually reducing the amount of plastic going in. So it's not ideal to be putting plastic into our green bin. Mm-hmm. We're able to accommodate some of it, uh, but it is clogging up the machinery. It's, it's, it's going to garbage. It's not being composted. It's being removed through the process or a good portion of it is, is being and it's going straight to the landfill. Uh, so the hope is that we'll move away from that and hopefully, again, the industry will come up with a, uh, a, a compostable plastic that works within the city system because right now they don't and they're actually doing harm because they end up we end up diverting them into the recycling stream and then they contaminate uh, a, a batch of plastic we're trying to recycle. Okay, I need to take a quick break and then we're back with your answers to the question, do you think Toronto should finally ban plastic grocery bags? 416-360-0740 or one 740 Fight back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We're talking about uh, the idea of Toronto banning plastic grocery bags in light of Montreal doing that. Uh, it went into effect January 1st. On the line with us is Toronto City Councillor Mike Layton, along with John Mascaran, lawyer for and member of the Municipal and Land Use Planning Group. And Councillor Layton brought to our attention very good point that Montreal has not banned all grocery bags, only grocery bags, those really, really thin ones that don't stand up to more than one use. Okay, let's get to the phones. I want to get to all your calls here. Thanks for lining up. We'll go to Jan in Guelph. Jan, go ahead. Hello. Happy New Year to all of you. Likewise. I uh, wrap all my food scraps in uh, newspaper. I save flyers and everything like that, and I wrap them all up and put them in the bin. That keeps the bin clean. Uh, the other thing is about uh, uh, the plastic bags. Um, I don't know, you know how you take your beer bottles back to the beer store and you get something back for them? Yes. I wonder if something could be set up like that. I don't know. A hundred bags you get $2 for. I don't know. Hmm. But, you know, then they could be collected and disposed of properly. Okay, well, let's talk to our lawyer, John Mascaran, about that. Is that sort of a feasible bylaw that could be put in place? Well, it... It's possible the city could certainly uh, create uh, a regulatory system where uh, a, a system like that could be put, put in place. The difficulty is, uh, would it be uh, cost-effective to do that, or would you be losing money uh, in doing something like that? I think the city probably has the legal authority to do it, uh, but I'm not sure that it's actually viable from an economic point of view to, uh, to do that. Of course, the, the other way of looking at it is how important is the environment, mm-hmm. right? 
Well, and that's and that's a question we're asking of you today. I mean, obviously, if you want a ban on grocery bags, it's because you want to help protect the environment. Let's go to William in Toronto. Go ahead, William. Hi. Um, plastic bags are required and cannot be banned. And if they're not working, then you have to come up with something that does work, and then you can get rid of them. Until then, they have to stay. To simplify the matter, Michael, you are a public servant. I am the boss. You have your instructions. Good day, sir. (laughs) What do you think about those marching orders, Councillor? Well, I thank him very much for his advice on the matter. Uh, we'll we'll take that uh, advice back with the with the no doubt thousands of other people pieces of get of advice we'll get from people uh, from residents of the city over the next coming uh, weeks and months about matters like this and everything else. And we'll do what we do as uh, as, as responsible public servants. We put it through the test of uh, public policy whether or not it's a worthwhile effort, whether or not it's a, a cost effective one. Does it serve a public policy goal? Uh, and uh, and and we'll make a decision based on that information. I should add, though, Jane, that, that it's, it's, it's being characterized as simply an environmental matter, which, which it is and which is an important thing, uh, but, but it's also a, a cost one um, because when you have things like plastic bags, certain other types of plastics that are in our system, black plastic, for, for instance, is not, con- is not recyclable in the city system, yet it's still used all over the place. Uh, because uh, because the color impacts the optical sensors that we have that sort this white plastic uh, of the same kind is fine but not the black plastic ah, so you got to start to ask questions well mm-hmm. what is it actually a cost matter because if it's more expensive for us to landfill uh, something rather than treat it and sell it back into the market as a resource um, isn't that an appropriate thing to do so can we uh, allow for um, municipal restrictions on, on, on what things are sold in within our city uh, when there are alternatives, when other things do exist, and I would argue uh, to the last caller that there are other op- options to a plastic bag. Um, Montreal, for instance, had, had also some very close restrictions on, uh, on, on or, or, or direction on what was allowed uh, when it was used for produce, for meat, for, for, for poultry, for, for all those things. That, that was permissible within their, within their new bylaw because there were sanitary issues at play. Uh, but there are, there are alternatives that do exist, reusable, uh, reusable bags, of which now I think there's no, no denying that most of us will carry a couple of reusable bags in the trunk of our car and the, and, the, and the basket of our bike when we're going to get our groceries. Um, so th- what we do need to do, though, is, is, is look at all of the impacts that plastic bags have. Yes, they're a nuisance because they, they get caught in trees and we have to collect them and pay people to go out and clean our streets and, and, and our parks. But they also have real impacts on the infrastructure that that uh, that our city uses to treat solid waste, and we we can't ignore those um, and and simply uh, allow for the convenience of uh, of, uh, of 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 shopping and uh, using a, a, a this disposable uh, bag and and the and the cost effectiveness it is to a retailer. We can't let that be our guide when there are serious public policy impacts. Okay, one more call, and then we have to say goodbye for today. Diane in Toronto, you're the final. Final caller here on Zoomer Radio. Well, thank you for taking my call and Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you, likewise. And uh, I have, um, I'm mostly for getting rid of the plastic bags, but I have a few issues. Um, I use those grocery bags to dispose of my cat's uh, litter in the litter box. Yes. And uh, apart from that, I don't use it for anything else. And as for my organic garbage, I, I have these little poopy bags you have for dogs, those stupid poop mm-hmm. bags. 
little small ones. Sure. I put all my food scraps in that. I, I hope that's biodegradable. I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, so, yes, and so you are reusing them, Diane. I have to let you go, and I just want to give John Mascara in the final word here. In terms of a groundswell in Toronto to reopen this debate and whether it's something you think we'll revisit, uh, your educated opinion on that? Well, certainly uh, it's happening in a whole bunch of other places, and I think the city is paying attention and may want to revisit it. So to go to uh, Councillor Layton's earlier comments, he's absolutely right. The the first time it was considered, the legal challenge was really to the the process. Was it procedurally fair? Was there notice, consultation, due diligence? And I would say the city has the authority. Does it is is it going to exercise its authority appropriately? Will it get professional scientific medical advice in order to support it? All right. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you, Jane. It's a conversation. You, yes, we'll, we'll continue to have this conversation. I'm sure it's not the first time uh, or, or the last time we will uh, discuss the idea of banning plastic shopping bags in Toronto. We know it came up in the past and it will likely come up again. Thanks so much to producer Michelle Saunders and also technical producer Mirna Trogrilich, Norm Edwards and the number ones at one coming up next after Bob Comsick's news on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.